Hello and greetings to each of you this day. I am your host of the Being Love in Action podcast, Kenya C. Williams of Kenya C. Williams Ministries. Listen, I'm a grace girl, daughter of the King of Kings, a disciple and lover of Jesus Christ. And I invite you to walk with me on today as I share a word of encouragement. So grab your coffee, have your tea with me while being encouraged, empowered, and even challenged as we walk through the gospel of Jesus Christ and we learn what it truly means to being love in action. Thank you, thank you, thank you and welcome to the Being Love in Action podcast. And again, it's always a pleasure to have you guys coming back, tuning in week after week. And for our first time listeners on today, I thank you and I welcome you for coming in and checking out the Being Love in Action podcast. And listen, we here, we like to walk through the word of God and make it practical and understanding for for you to grasp. So even if you are a first time listener or maybe you're not even really a Bible reader or maybe you don't even know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, but you just wanted to come in and check us out. So hopefully you'll get an understanding of who we are and what we do here at King C. Williams Ministries. Listen, we're going to jump into the word of God on today. And remember, we're going back to the foundation of this podcast, which is all about the practical um, life application of being love in action and using the word of God and utilizing the word of God as as how we do it. Amen. And so today we're going back to first to third first Corinthians chapter 13 and we're looking at verses one through Eight. The first three verses, if you just to get you familiar, it tells you what love is not. So you look, if you read chapter 13 and verses one through three, it tells you exactly what is love is not. And then verses four through eight, a, it talks about what love is. So it gives you a gauge of what, when you experience or when someone tells you they love you what it should look like, amen, what it should look like in, in, in how that person responds to you, how they act, how they treat you. There is a method to all of that. Amen. And so on today, we're getting back and we're looking at uh, verse 13, again, first Corinthians, and we're looking at verse seven. It says, love always trust. Okay. We talked about, um, what that means, what does love always trust? And if we're honest with ourselves, you know, if love always trusts, why is it so difficult for us to love others? Huh? Why, why is it so difficult for us to trust? Remember, we're talking about love and trust. Why is it so difficult to trust those we say we love? Why is that a, a difficult task? You know, and I and I plan to just give you some information on today to kind of help you as you walk through this part of your life. When you think about trust and the factors of how you trusting others. Right. And so let's look at the definition of the word trust. Trust means to have a firm belief and the reliability, the truth, ability or strength or someone or something. 
And we're talking about someone. We're talking about the people in our lives. We're talking about our family. We're talking about our dating, you know, when we're dating and when we get married. And we're talking about how this looks with our relationship with God. So in three areas of our lives and family would also include our friendships, right? Because we're talking about those intimate relationships, right? And in, in, in love, because we shouldn't say we love people very loosely. But unfortunately, I think that in this society, we say love and we lo- use it very loosely. And then many times we don't even understand what we're saying. So let's look at this. Let's jump into this. Some of the synonyms of the word true uh, trust is belief, faith, certainty. Amen. So in confidence. So meaning you're having confidence in someone, you're having belief in them, faith and and, and certainty. You know, there is a truth that God exists for believers in Christ. There is a truth that God exists. Many times in, in, in religious affiliations, most people believe that there is a God. What makes Christians different is that we believe that there is, of course, a God. We believe in the the true and living God. And we believe in Jesus Christ, that he is the son of God, that he was risen from the dead. And as a result of that, he gave the gift of eternal life to believers in Christ. And the Bible teaches us that the only way to God through the father is through the son. In other words, we have to believe in Jesus Christ that he was the son of God and that he was crucified, dead, died, and he was resurrected. Amen. So that that's what makes us different because of our belief in Christ. Most other religions acknowledge Jesus Christ. All other religions acknowledge Jesus. Amen. And, and if you don't believe me, do research. Just just read about it. The foundation. They believed in Jesus Christ. They just don't believe that he was the son of God. Many believe he was a prophet and we know that he was. So just just to give you some background information. But people are born. If we think about it this way, when we look at the, the existence of God, that's debatable to people who are atheists or who don't believe that there is a God. You know, some people believe that we were created out of a big bang theory, that the universe was created. And and I'm going to read this excerpt that the universe was created between 13 and 20 billion years ago from a random cosmic explosion or, or expansion of a, of, a symbiotic ball that hurled through space, time, matter, and energy in all directions. That everything, the whole universe, came from an initial speck of infinite destiny known as singularity, right? This speck existing outside of space and time literally appeared from nowhere for no reason only to explode, start expanding all of a sudden. That's that's the Big Bang Theory. And that's an ex- excerpt that I read from um it, it's called uh, all about the journey.org it is a christian organization and i just read i found their explanation of the big bang theory you can google it there are many uh universities i know uc berkeley was one that that literally write about wrote about the big bang theory so that's the 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 idea that the earth everything kind of came here randomly right but w- for believers we believe First of all, that God was very personal. He was very specific in creation. That's what Christians believe. We believe and we know those who believe in evolution. They believe that mankind and everything in it kind of revolved, right? And so as believers in Christ, again, remember, we're talking about love 
always trust, right? And so the truth is, is that for believers, we trust that the word of God is very clear in Genesis 1, when it begins to talk about the creation story. We find that when he talks about in the beginning, what happened on the first day, that there was light, let there be light. And then we know that the heavens was created prior to the earth. Amen. Meaning, you know, before he literally became very specific. So we know the first day there was light. The second day, you know, he created the sky, the third and everything was created by God. So we're talking about, again, love always trust in that we trust and believe that God's creation was very specific. He was very mindful of mankind, right? So let's go back to the, to the relationships, because again, we, we're gonna, I'm gonna be interchanging the words for trust as confidence, believing in faith and certainty. So again, if love always trusts, why is it difficult for us to trust those we say we love? So again, why is that difficult when we say we love someone? And we're going to look at three, three ways. We're going to look at the wisdom of trust, which is the mindset. We're going to also look at the method of trust, which is the, the, the behavior or the actions of the, of trust. And then we're going to look at the humility of trust, which is the heart, the direct reflection of our hearts. Amen. So let's jump in the wisdom of trust. Let's start with the wisdom of trust, which is the mindset. And remember it says that would the definition of trust is the firm belief in the re- reliability, truth and ability or strength of someone or something. Why is it difficult? Why is it so difficult? Why do we feel the way we feel regarding trusting? Where did that come from? Why is fear? Because what happens is it starts very early on in our lives. Let's 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 look at it. You know, the mindset of trust and how we, we look at trust as it relates to love. It stems all the way back from our childhood. That's let's let's think about it. Our parents, you know, our our grandparents, our siblings, our children, grandchildren, aunts, uncles, cousins, you know, who we love, who we who we will love and how we will love them. You know, it stems from how we were treated as children. Many times if we were favorites, we we had support and we many times we had uh, that reliability. We had that source. You know, we look at the story of, of Joseph and his brothers and it wasn't that Isaac didn't love his his brothers. Right. His other sons. But it was something about I it was something about Joseph because he was the son that was born in his in his later age. Right to the wife that he really loved, Rachel, right? And so it wasn't that he didn't love the children that he he gave what he had with Leah. It just was it was just that if remember the sinful act of Laban, the father of Rachel, he tricked Isaac into marrying Leah because he he instead of putting Rachel into the marriage tent the night of the wedding, he put Leah in. And then that mean once they they became intimate, you know, once they became intimate, once they had sex, they con- they consummated the, the marriage bed. And so therefore he was a man of honor and integrity. So he did not leave. He did not say, well, you tricked me. He honored the marriage bed. And, that, and that's a whole nother story. But he did that. But his heart was never really connected 
to live. And that's why many times in marriages and relationships, we got to really make sure that we are, first of all, listening to the voice of God and then also making sure that's truly the heart issue where we want to be. Right. And so what happened was just in that story, he became so attached to this child. He got him and um, he loved he loved uh, Joseph. And as a result of his love for Joseph, he his other brothers kind of hated him. You know, we know the story. He, they sold him into slavery. They lied and told their dad that he died. He was killed by an animal. But but throughout his life, from the very beginning of his life, he experienced love. Right. But he also re- experienced rejection and abandonment from his brother. And many times, if we think about our lives in the beginning, you know, we form alliances, right? We have those cousins that we know got our backs, you know, then we know the cousins that kind of semi have our backs, right? We know the family members that, you know, you know, we feel like they love us because they've shown us and see the trust goes back to what people show us. You know, if a person proves themselves unreliable, because that's one of the, the synonyms are or um, the definition, then that's why it's it's hard to trust. And so the initial thing of of trust, why it's hard to trust and the met, the wisdom of it is the mindset. And, and the result of that is fear. We are afraid to trust people because of the fear factor. That, let's be real. It is a fear factor. And that fear factor normally sets in when we are young. You know, if we were raised without Uh, We had our parents, you know, if we were raised many times in a two parent home and we had a father that was engaged, you know, then then normally we're used to depending on a mother and a father. We've had that emotional and I'm talking about in healthy senses because we know that we can have a two parent household and it's still not healthy. But for most part, in healthy households where you have a father that is engaged as well as a mother, children learn how to have uh, depend on both parents. And so there there is a sense of of comfort. There is a a level of trust. They believe that that parent is going to be there. Right. And as a result of that, that parent is able to teach them by their actions about trusting and being responsible and relying and the strength. And so we as children, we develop very early on the fear factors that later on in life begin to dictate how we respond in relationships. See, the thing about Isaac was that in spite of his rejection and his abandonment, he had a level of integrity. Even when Pharaoh's wife tried to sleep with him, he would not do it. And as a result, he went to jail. Sometimes our moral character in in having a strong sense of right and wrong will, will cause us to be put in situations sometimes that we seem we lose. But for those of us in Christ, he says all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and who called according to his purpose. So we still won't lose, even though there's a detour and it may take us some time to get back to where we were. But we don't lose. Right. But the fear is the first thing we got to understand why it's hard for us to trust. And many of those things come as a result of what we learned as children. In other words, in early work, we learn from the negative instead of the positive. That's why it's imperative for fathers and uncles, you know, for for mothers who are raising children. You need the, the community. The village needs to step up because girls learn very early on. 
fear just as well as boys, but we emulate it differently. Well, what are you talking about? What are you talking about, woman of God? Okay, I'll give you an example. If boys learn early on, it's okay for for them uh, to be able to rely on someone. That fear of rejection won't be masked behind so much of the ego and in all of the, the worldly perspectives that they learn early on. If you look at many relationships and marriages, and we're going to get to that in a minute, most of that, most of the behavior of the men stems from fear, the fear of being vulnerable. So when they when they're in these relationships, they mishandle women. They mishandle the relationships because of the fear of trusting, you know, someone with their truth. Again, we're talking about love, always trust. We can't trust if we are afraid to be vulnerable. Because things that we learned as children, men, they learn because they didn't have men who had a, a good sense of balancing of their emotions. So maybe they had a dad or uncle that was you a man. Don't cry. You know, don't trust them women. You know, come on, let's be honest. Some of the things that we hear, some of the things as a girl, when I think about my life as a girl that I've heard, you know, men say the other boy, my brothers or whatever. Man, you don't trust no women, man. You make your money. You don't get blah, blah, blah. And it was so unhealthy. And many times we understand why men don't trust. Vulnerability, they're afraid to be vulnerable because of what they learn in early on. And girls, why don't we trust? Again, and I'm not saying we're supposed to be mindful enough to know and see healthy forms of trusting. You know, the Bible says we are to trust, put all of our faith and trust in God. No one should get total, but there should be a level of trust that you have, especially when you're, you're married. Right. And I think that everyone is deserving of a certain level of trust until they prove themselves worthy or unworthy. So I'm never saying we, we should have a mindset because we're talking about the wisdom of trust, which is the mindset that we don't have an understanding that people don't prove they're worthy. But remember, we're talking about the fear factor. Why? Why is it hard for us to trust those we profess to love? And we're looking at it. Remember, from now we're talking about the family status because of things we learned early on. You know, it's what we learn early on. We learn early on many times that family can't be trusted. And as children, you know, whether whether the, you have been a victim, unfortunate victim of molest, abuse, you know, we learn, though, that's the negative things we learn very early on. You know, if, if, if you have a, a absentee father and, and they say, you know, I'm coming, they'll tell you, oh, I'm coming to pick you up and they never show up. Come on, let's be real. This stuff happens early on. So as girls, as girls, we learn, man, I can't trust. I can't rely on a man. For those who have that mentality, I got to get it for myself. And I was one that my father was very much so active in my life. I'm a daddy's girl. And my grandfather was very active in my life. I was, I was, you know, the men in my life, I had very strong relationships with. So maybe my personality is a little different. I don't, I don't really think probably like most women, you know, who think about being totally dependent on a man or, or whatever the case may be. But I had those very positive, loving relationships. And that's why for me, there is an expectation 
for me when it comes to a spouse, a, a man that I'm dating or there's an expectation. And my expectation is the same as what I expect of myself. Right. So the mindset of trust, we realize is that it's fear. That's the reason why. And that fear is something we have learned very early on in our lives. The second way we're going to understand why it's difficult for us to trust those we confess to love is the method of trust. What is the method of trust? The method of trust is the actions of someone. It's their behavior or the actions. And it is the self-serving manifestation of trust. First, we talked about the fear. How do we get there? The fear from early childhood. Now we're talking about the, the, the self-serving, the manifestation. So if we're operating in fear very early on in our mindset, our actions then will be the actions of self-serving. It is in the definition of self-serving is having concern for one's own welfare and interests before those of others. Again, these are these are, 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 are characteristics and things that has been learned behavior. And that's why through the word of God, it says, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind every day as 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 believers in Christ. It is the word of God that should be now reforming and reshaping who we are and what we believe. That's why for those of us who were married and we maybe chose the wrong mates right now, because we are believers in Christ and maybe some of us did it when we were married. Well, believers of Christ made the wrong decisions. But there is a brand new set of mercies every day and grace that covers up, covers us. That's why we got to be mindful. That we are no longer bound even to our mistakes on yesterday, right? There may be some consequences that are still manifesting. But in other words, we don't have to make those same mistakes again. Because of what we were fearful of in our childhood and now the self-serving. Look at dating. When people date, right? Most of the times in dating, the, the self-serving behavior of dating when in marriage. You know, people have prenups now, right? They get prenups. Why do people get prenups when they, before they get married? Because already their mindset is going into the marriage as saying, I, I'm expecting this to possibly fail. And because of this behavior and it has been accepted into the world. Amen. It is part of the worldview. I don't know anything well, I don't know anything in the word of God where it talks about prenups. But again, I'm not saying that I'm against it or for it. I feel like people have to do what they feel is best for their lives. But what I want you to think about is this. If you're marrying someone that you really don't trust because it says love always trust. And, 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 and we're talking about trust. That means that remember, I'm going to transpose having the confidence in believing in having faith in. So when we, when we sign the prenups or for men and women, because there are women that get pre that have prenups for their husbands, right? When we do that, we're already setting up again, the actions, the method of trust is self-serving because nobody wants to lose. Nobody wants to lose their money because, again, now we're looking at self-serving. So the, the, the method of trust is self-serving because now it's the behavior of the actions. 
So we're getting, you know, we're getting married. We, we're, we're, we're dating, you know, and, and, and now, you know, for, for women, again, we, we're pulling into the fear of it, right? You know, we get these prenups, the men, you know, I don't want this, this woman ain't going to get all my stuff, you know? And so for men, it, it's the, the material aspect really. And I'm not saying some women don't feel like this, but I'm just talking about general, right? You know, you know, the gold digger, you know, the money, the cars. So they feel this is their physical thoughts, man. I, I have to protect my stuff because if this don't work out, man, I could I could trade her in and get another one. Let's be real. We've heard it all the time. We see it even with Christian men. Come on, let's be real. If I'm stepping on any toes, listen, I'm here to challenge us. You know, we 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 don't have to. It's it's, it's something for you to think about why this is why. You know, and then for because if we're looking at the men who still have that mentality, it goes back to the fear. They're afraid to be vulnerable because they never had anyone to teach them or show them that they can rely on them. Right. And so for the women, their issue, again, we're coming back from fear, from the mindset that now the, uh, it, it, uh, it reflects their behavior. Right. The manifestation of their behavior. So women. They choose to believe we, we really believe that, you know, I got to protect my body, you know, because most of the times that's what they feel the man wants. Their body, the, the physical, the sexual pleasure of what she can give. Why do you think uh, prostitution sells? You know. It, it, even in dating, if you listen to some of the, the dating and how people get up, what you can do for me and what I can do for you. I'm never saying you should go into anything without having a, a level of of expectation. But we started off wrong because many times, again, we are afraid of being rejected. We are afraid of being left alone with nothing, feeling vulnerable, misused and abused. So the method of trust becomes self-serving. Why? The question is, why is it hard for us to trust those we confess to love? This is why. And so the last thing we're going to look at, and it affects not only our dating, you know, again, it, it, it affects all the way from the family relationship and friends. There's some friends you, you call friends that you trust to a certain level and there's some you don't. Let's be real. And so the last thing we're going to look at is. Um, we talked about, remember the, the, the wisdom of trust, which is the mindset. We talked about the method of trust, which is the, the actions of the manifestations of how someone behaves. And the very last thing, and listen, let me, let me say this one right quick. Remember we're to, when we're talking about the actions, Ephesians five, the actions of trust. Ephesians 5 and 25. Remember first Corinthians 13 and seven says love always trust. That's why the word of God says in Ephesians 5 and 25, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. Love your wife as Christ loved the church. Remember, we're talking about love, always trust. He's saying always have confidence in your wife. Always believe, have faith. Remember, confidence, certainty and belief. That's what trust is. And it's hard if let's be real, it's hard to have love your wife. If you don't have faith in her, if you don't believe in her, if you're not confident in her, if you don't have certainty in her, that's the same. You know, he said that to the husbands and love your wives. Right. He's saying have faith in her. 
Colossians 3 and 19, love your wives. Don't be harsh. Love her. Love always trust. Love always is confident. Love always have certainty. Love always have faith. That is the, the love of trust. And guess what? You can't love your wife if you pick the wrong wife, husbands. If you marry to the woman that you know you shouldn't have married, but you know, y'all, it was it was convenient. She looked the way you wanted her to look. Y'all look good on paper. And now you in a whole mess. And you know, there was someone God told you should have been your wife, but you didn't choose her. You chose someone. There is someone right now that's making a decision about a woman. You've been dating all kind of women that ain't even the woman that God has for you. And the woman that God has for you, he's spoken it to you before, but you refuse to listen. Because you're looking at the circumstances. She's here, you're there, whatever the case may be. Instead of trusting God, which goes to the very last point. The humility of trust. The humility of trust has to deal with the heart. We looked at the mindset. We looked at the actions. Now we're looking at the heart. Why is it difficult for us to trust those we profess to love? We know that it's fear. We know that out of fear, our actions then become self-serving. And the third one is it is a direct reflection of our hearts towards God. Wow. That was a big one, even for me. The humility of trust. We're operating in fear. We're operating in self-seeking and in, in, uh, in our relationships. And then our hearts are not towards God. What are you saying, woman of God? We don't even want to be vulnerable with God. We ask for forgiveness and repentance and salvation. Right. We ask for for that. We ask for when we ask God to come into our hearts, into our lives, we, we cry, we weep and we say, God, I'm going to live for you. And I promise this and I promise that. But yet we start off good for a little while. And then we even find it difficult to submit everything to God. So we don't even know if we really if it says love, always trust. Do, are we even really trusting God? We don't keep his laws and his commandment commandments. We excuse our human nature to continue in sin. How many times we say, man, I'm man, I'm human. You know, God know we're going to sin. Then is the Holy Spirit really living in you? He left us for believers the gift of the Holy Spirit, which is to keep us, which is to guide us. You know, he said there is no temptation that we can't withstand. Yes, we're going to sin. We see it all throughout the Bible that even the great men and women of God were human and they sinned. They did things, some great against God, and they were consequences. I always use David a lot because David, you know, David and I use David because David was still blessed, even though he did some jacked up things against God. He put a hit out on somebody, caused somebody to be killed. He took another man's wife and slept with her. He committed adultery. I mean, as a result of that, his children were crazy. His household was forever in turmoil. But he was still blessed because whenever he was wronged, he listened to the voice of the prophet. He listened to correction. We got to be able to listen to correction when it comes from 
someone we respect, whether it's a parent, a friend, someone that tells us, call us and make us accountable and say, man, you were wrong. You cannot do that. And immediately David would always repent. And he lost some things as a result of his adulterous lifestyle. That first child died that he had with Bathsheba. But guess what? He understood that he did wrong. To say he wasn't hurt, of course he was hurt. He fasted, he weeped, but guess what? He got up, dusted himself off, and got back to working and being a king. He understood too many times we want God to uh, uh, just kind of forgive us and not deal with our consequences. That's like a parent. We got to tell our children, teach them right from wrong. Because if not, we see it happening all the time. Kids who were not taught right from wrong sometimes. And it's different reasons for that, right? But when they come into society... You know, then they don't, they can't, you know, they're, they're dealing with all kinds of issues because they don't want respect authority or whatever the case may be. Do you truly trust God in your life? The Bible says love always trusts. Do you have faith and believe, confident, trust and certainty in the God you profess to love? Because if you did, fear would not be what's driving you to not surrender everything to God. So what have you learned today? If love always trusts, why is it difficult for you to trust those we profess, you profess to love? We learned today. The mindset. Because we, we, we were taught and reared in fear. That's part of sin. That's part of human nature. Amen. The method of, the actions of behavior of ourselves. We're looking at ourselves. We're not looking at other people. And then lastly, the humility of it. Our heart. The direct reflection of our hearts. Is a direct reflection of our heart toward God. If our heart is right with God and we can trust him, we can we can then have a release to be able to trust family. And again, we're not talking about trusting in in a blind sense where there is no accountability. I'm talking about relinquishing that fear to have healthy relationships. Men, it's okay to be vulnerable. Do you think the woman that God has for you is not going is, is going to take your ego and your pride and your respect and not honor it? Women, do you think the man that God has for you will take your heart and your emotions and just be so very careless with it? It's okay to be vulnerable under the right circumstances. Amen. I pray that on today, that is, this, this, this message blessed you. And I also pray that if you're listening and you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, that today would be a great opportunity for you to get to know him as Lord and Savior. 
the Bible tells us is that if you declare with your mouth and confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. Find your local church body to become part of and begin to study the word of God. Get a Bible and learn it. I pray that if this this podcast is blessing you, share with your family and friends. I'm so excited about the growth and what God is doing. If you're listening on the Podbean app, leave your comments. I read them. I respond to them. We have some listeners that are very engaged in, in, in the comments. And I thank God for each one of you. And maybe you want to share your story about how this podcast is blessing you. You can email me at Kenya C. Williams Ministries at yahoo.com. Again, Kenya, K-E-N-Y-A, C as in Carlos Williams Ministries at yahoo.com. And let, and let us hear about it. I want to hear about what God is doing through this podcast or even share your story. Listen, I thank you for taking the time to tune in. I pray again that this week is one that is filled with all of the blessings that God has for your life. And remember to learn through the word of God how to be love in action. We love you. And until next week, we will see you then. God bless you.